Behind every great artist, there's a great band who help take the music from the studio to the stage. In each episode, I talk with some of the most accomplished and sought-after musicians in the world, delving into the details of their backgrounds, their stories, and their journeys, doing away with the fiction, and getting into the facts. It's not about the hype. It's not about the product. It's about the players. Welcome to this episode of the About the Players podcast. Hope you're keeping safe and well. In this episode, I jumped on a call with an old friend and colleague, Quist. Quist is a guitar player, originally from Denmark, studied in the UK, and currently living and working in Los Angeles. In addition to working with Brian Ferry, he regularly releases his own solo material and has a thriving YouTube channel, which has amassed millions of views. Check it out. All right, well, listen, everybody, I'm here with my old friend, Quist. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. How are you, man? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited about this thing you're doing. It's, it seems like such a cool thing. So um, where are you right now, man? I am uh, in my little studio in North uh, Hollywood. Yeah, I'm uh, in, in, in L.A. And uh, yeah, it's a fairly crazy time here. But, uh, you know, we're, we're all here. <laughs> sure, sure. And um, how did you end up in L.A., man? Uh, well, <clears throat> I mean, it was always actually on my cards. Like I kind of always uh, had in mind that I would go to America and play music at some point. Um, when I was 16, I, I nearly did it. And then I wanted, you know, I wanted to go to Musicians Institute, you know, that, that place here in Hollywood. And um, I decided to finish uh, school in, in Denmark. Uh, and we have like a, a, another three years of school that you can do before university. And I decided to do that. And so by the time I was 19, um, they'd made like a Musicians Institute in London. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I think I'll... <laughs> I think I'll go to that because I wanted to go to that school and I was like, okay, I'll, um, I'll go to that and uh, ended up in London. And that's where my, you know, whole kind of uh, network uh, started and, and my career started as a musician. And a few years ago, well, s- almost six years ago, actually, uh, I made the move over here. Uh, and that was just, you know, I've been working with American musicians and, uh, you know, some American artists as well that came to, uh, to London to, to, um, to pick up musicians and, uh, you know, that and, and, few other things like just basically reminded me of, of that whole intention of uh, hey I, I I want I wanted to see what it's like to make music in America sure it, yeah but, yeah yeah but it's you know it is slightly different than uh, than say Britain or especially obviously Denmark you know what I mean I I, I always knew I didn't have much to do in, in Denmark so uh so yeah that's <laughs> that's how man I just uh, was like uh, you know a few years ago I was like uh, now seems like as good a time as ever and and uh, was like i said reminded of of my original intention i was like well let's let's go and do it so uh, so i did it and uh um yeah it's been it's been pretty pretty great um actually sure sure so you're here so you're originally from denmark um talk to me about what it was like for you growing up and playing music in denmark it was i mean it's the same story as as i guess uh around the world you know i i found music as a kind of getaway thing like in my own little world my way of of dealing with the outside world so to speak you know and, and i i dove into that uh, when i was um 
well, I, I started guitar when I was six and then slowly became a, a guitar nerd. <laughs> right, right. And by my early teens, I was, I, I entered like a, a phase of, you know, I just, I really became a, a, a big old nerd uh, with, with the music, you know, just really dove into it. And then I found some, you know, people that I could play with and started a band and or joined a band and then started my own band with these people. And, uh, you know, just as it happens for many people, I just uh, drifted into it from from a passion, you know, and I, and I want to have like this frequency that that was like a, an outlet, you know, a creative outlet, emotional outlet. And uh, and so I got into music that way. And and uh yeah. And what kind of music was inspiring you when you were young? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I I grew up in a lot of blues. Uh, my dad uh-huh. was uh, was big into blues or is big into blues. So I, I grew up on on a lot, on a lot of that. And uh, I, I actually also um, have, grew up on a lot of classical music. Um, and then once I started playing, uh, I had a phase where I was like, um, went into the whole sort of shreddy, um, you know, guitar hero sort of yeah, yeah. That, that happened in the eighties, you know, um, and the nineties as well. And so I, I got sucked into that. And then out of that, uh, I went to jazz and, uh, became a total bebop, uh, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie kind of, uh, oh, man. um, nerd. So, uh, so that be- informed, uh, my kind of improvisational language, uh, to a large degree uh, after that. Yeah, so I, man, I went uh, around in uh, many, many paths, pathways. <laughs> yeah, you did the whole gamut, man. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to cover for sure. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you follow your your heart and your or whatever. You know, you follow whatever is is around. And and then, did you have a favorite blues guitarist? Uh, a favorite? Well, I mean, I know it's a cliche, but Robert Johnson was one that has always uh, mm-hmm. Am- mm-hmm. amazed me. Um, but uh, I mean, from from my dad, it would uh, probably have to be Clapton. You know, like he uh, he fed me so much Clapton and BB King. Actually, BB King is is uh, I, is the person I've seen uh, the most times live. Um, sure. Of, of all artists, and I I, I uh, I'm a huge BB King fan. Grew up with grew up with him to a large degree. Nice. I, I was always a Buddy Guy fan. Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how were you learning? Were you just kind of like picking it up and learning yourself? Were you having teachers? Were you going to classes? Like, how were you? Yeah, I, I did, I did both. Um, actually, I, I um, studied uh, myself. You know, I had the guitar magazines, and I bought books with theory, and I, I wrote out. books. <laughs> I, I bought, yeah, and I, 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 I like made, I drew my own, like. Um, you know, scale charts to kind of memorize them. And like, I, you know, really was a kind of a nerd. And, and, uh, and, and also I recorded with, along with a click, I recorded uh, on a, this is on a cassette tape, by the way. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I recorded like a, a me playing um, rhythm guitar with a click. And then I would uh, play it again and just uh, jam on it. And I did that for like all the modes of the major scale and, and like every scale I could think of, I would record like a, a progression, uh, for that scale, scale, and then I would like uh, learn how to or practice improvising on that uh, with it and stuff. I, I went kind of, kind of nerdy deep on my own, just from like books and whatever I could find on the internet. Um, and I did a lot of like transcribing from records, uh, which mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, people do that today, but uh, you know, I didn't have like the slow down tool that everybody's using, and and uh, and and you know, I would literally sit with a 
with a, a vinyl thing, you know, and uh, and and destroy the needle, uh, <laughs> going back to the same little weird solo part or whatever. So I did uh, that a lot, and then I also took like, um, you know, I, I, my parents did uh, fuel the fire with like uh, regular lessons, so I learned to read uh, music like fairly early on, and 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 uh, man, I'm so thankful. For 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 them supporting me in that kind of way because uh you know as a guitarist it's uh, it's it's pretty uncommon to even I wouldn't call myself a great reader but like in terms of what uh, the average guitarist can read I'm 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 uh you know above average so because uh, it doesn't take a lot to be above average as a, as a No yeah well you don't hear that a lot though there's not a lot of guitar players that I know that can actually read um particularly in sort of pop world so that's great Yeah it's it I I many many years after I realized that they've done me a huge favor there my parents And I imagine when you were sort of like putting bands together were they sort of in that kind of ilk kind of like blues blues rock type of bands you were wanting to play with Yeah 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 mm. yeah we had uh, we were you know in a in a basement Smoking, <laughs> smoking cigarettes as like teenagers and like uh, you know playing um rolling stones like and like just just imagine feeling what it's like to be in a band and like the the power of like creating music together and all of that you know i have some really i have some really clear emotional pictures and uh, and that that i carry around from you know being in that the first like um rehearsal room and and like being feeling the power of playing with other people and uh you know jumping jack flash like starting a riff and having the drummer going yeah join you and yeah. <laughs> all that sort of stuff you know i i i still carry those um kind of emotions around i, I remember clearly nice nice and when you came to um when you came to london to study how did you find adapting to just a, such a different city and such a different culture than Dep- from denmark uh yeah good question i mean uh uh yeah it was uh, it was a long a long road man i mean yeah. uh, cuz coming from denmark like it's a little it's a you know it's a tiny society you know it's it's very uh, it's a very different um of fish so uh, it took a long time yeah to understand um the the the, the well not just the british way but like you know to understand how you know more about how the how the world works or, or for lack for lack of a better of a better of a clearer way of saying it but yeah, you know, yeah it was definitely a learning curve uh, for me you know i feel like um i mean that's the beauty of of putting yourself in in different cultures always you know you you you, you got to grow uh, to to understand really um uh, other other cultures so so yeah it it was a it was a long uh, learning curve um but i mean i I was blessed uh, to you know to meet some lovely people. Uh, I went to the Royal um, Academy of Music uh, after mm-hmm. after um, uh, what was it was called the Musicians Institute. It changed its name actually to the London Music School um, midway. Right, right. A lot right. Of, a lot of stuff happened, but but anyway, one of the teachers there uh, asked me if I wanted to go to to the Royal Academy of Music, and I or you know if I wanted to apply for it, and 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 so I did, and I actually asked one of my um, best uh, friends, a great drummer. Um, if he wanted to come join me and he also got in. So I had a, a, a really good friend with me when I, you know, made the, oh, right. when I made the move over here. And, and then the year after loads of our friends, so, cause we'd all been hanging out. Like we had a whole, a whole little group, like of, of a, well, at the time jazz musicians that were hanging out and, and, and creating music together, like all the time and, and jamming like every night, just 
and and they actually ended up pretty much all of them uh, em, uh, emigrating to to London. So I was kind of lucky like that that I had a I kind of brought <laughs> I was so so lucky to like bring this posse that uh, that stayed there for for well over a decade. Um, right, right. And some of them are still there. And what did you you know I find it um sometimes I come across people that are um from I guess quote unquote smaller kind of cities um and they tend to really focus on their instrument and their playing in a really kind of like intense way because maybe there's not so many other distractions as such how did you find the um the standard of musician um when you came to london as opposed to denmark yeah i mean it was it was high right. I, I mean it, more so at the royal academy of music i mean it was um there were some some musicians that were better musicians than any musician I'd met before. So, uh, right, so, right. So that was definitely uh, you know inspiring. But yeah, no, I, I yeah I I used that time you know to to dig to dig deep and and just um, hone in on my craft you know and and use the music as a as a as a sort of communicator in 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 most things if if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. When you sort of um, finished and you were getting towards the end of like uni, what were your sort of plans? Were you thinking of joining a band or starting a band or did you know you wanted to session? So um, my path, like, you know, many people's paths uh, <laughs> was, uh, was uh, you know, here and there and, uh, and, and, and diving into different things at different times. But basically what happened was as soon as I got into the Royal Academy, uh, which is mm -hmm. a four-year four uh, thing, uh, mm -hmm. I got signed uh, with a, a Danish artist uh, to Sony Music Denmark. Uh, so, so, so at the very start of my four years at the oh, academy, wow. I, I got into. I, I made a record in, in Denmark, and uh, it it did like uh, well. The critics liked it, and it got a like a an award, and blah blah blah. And you know, it did oh, wow, it, okay. it, it did all right. And, and we we got to work with one of Denmark's um, sort of foremost uh, rock producers. And, and and so I had a and at the time I was totally a jazz musician. And I uh, and I MD'd the band, and I was like, oh wow. I, and so I, I I got a taste for like this whole thing that that you know like putting a band together and making a record and 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 getting to play like big shows and and sure. Um, and hearing yourself on the radio for the first time, and I, I ticked a lot of those boxes uh, at the very start of my um, sort of uh, my four years of, of, of um, you know, it was a jazz uh, education really, and so so that sort of put the whole thing in a weird perspective. And I actually almost <laughs> and, and I actually almost quit uh, while I was there, you know, uh, while I was there. I was going to say that would make you probably be like, well, I'm already doing it. Why do I need to <laughs> go to school, right? I know exactly, but. Um, I mean, some things happened. Like the the artist that I was working with there, she was uh, actually, she said some things, and she actually influenced me in a way that made me want to um, uh, focus on my own creative output uh, mm -hmm. to to a larger extent than I than I um, uh, was in in that particular scenario. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, um, you know, I I dove into like studying and, and writing music and, and, and performing uh, and doing more stuff in my own name, actually. And, and that is actually kind of how I came out of the, how I came out of uh, my, my sort of study period, you know, was really um, trying to get uh, my own kind of thing, whatever it was going to be. Uh, I was trying to get that thing going. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't properly return to like being a, a, a you know a, a proper like hired gun session man um mm -hmm. before i had my first child 
but that, yeah, that was more like a you know the result of me saying like, okay, how 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 can I be of the very most you know service to this world? Like, what what are my core like um, um, skills, and how how can I really make those um, you know put them to 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 work, and and uh, also then um, you know look after this new life that I've put into the world. So uh, so it was actually at that time that I sort of. Uh, made it made a clear um opened opened the doors clearly and and went like hey i i'm i'm for hire you know <laughs> right right i i want to do you know not my thing but but your thing and uh, and at that point you know was really when i when i started to to build that side of things uh, in the uk i hadn't really put myself in a position to be like open to to that before then um so yeah so you were originally basically planning on just coming out as a soloist, so to speak. So oh. as like a, I guess your kind of classic blues soloist, or were you singing or just playing? Like uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say like classic blues, you know, it was sort of, uh, I was, I think uh, there's a whole other story, obviously, but what, one of the reasons why it went the way that it went was probably that I wasn't truly being, you know, I wasn't being authentically myself. So, uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to imagine, like you know, because obviously when people are doing like putting together solo projects, sometimes they're singing, sometimes it's just instrumental or like a band thing. Like I was, I was, I was singing, and uh, yeah, I was singing as well. And I mean, I have you know sung uh, since then and been employed to sing uh, uh, <laughs> as well since then. So, so that's all good. But singing is not my forte. Playing the guitar <laughs> is my forte. So, right. uh, so, you know, I, I, I came to that, uh, conclusion, you know, uh, along the way and, uh, and was like, yeah, I'm at peace with that because I've always been, been a, a guitarist first and foremost in everything I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it was just a thing for me that I, I couldn't not be doing, uh, building something at the same time as, as playing, uh, out and doing, uh, you know, being part of bands and being part of stuff with other people. And, uh, I'm still like that to this day. And actually, um, fast forward to right now, you know, that's how, that is literally the reason why I'm not, um, you know, as troubled as so many other live, um, performers uh, right now, because I've, Absolutely. I, I've, I've built up a, a sort of, uh, you know, a, a well, that sounds clinical, but like repertoire of, of, of stuff that's out in the world. And, and that's, sure. a, that's actually sort of a feeding the family. So, uh, so I'm, I'm super lucky like that, but basically because I could not, I've never been able to not, you know, do my own thing as, as well as, um, as, as being on the road and, and playing with other people. So it's just come out in different sort of, uh, ways along the way, you know? Um, and, and, and when I see people nowadays, you know, it's, it's something, it's a tough one because I'm, I'm, I've seen, almost don't want to mention names but you know i know i know some you know top session guys in the uk that you also know that that are that are at this time doing very much exactly what i was doing which is saying hey that's great i've played some big shows uh but i really want to do my own thing and it's yeah. a, a, and it's a tough road you know it's a it's a it's a really uh it's a you know, it can be really tough, but uh, if you feel like that's what you got to do, then that's what you got to do. But I think the fact that you had that from early is really, really great because I think that it is important to have, you know, you don't want to just be, you know, waiting for a phone call or at the mercy of somebody else. Do you know what I mean? You want to have your own kind of career as well. And if you lend that to other people at different times, that's great too. But I think it makes a lot of sense to not wholly be dependent on something else, you know, so you have something that you feel that you're in control of. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With regards yeah. to when you sort of started sessioning, how did you even get into that? Um, how did you approach it? 
I'm trying to uh, think back. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of these things, is, is it because you sometimes just fall into them, don't you? But I was just wondering, were you auditioning or were you just sort of like, did people know you from your own gigs and solo stuff, word of mouth type things? Um, you... Yeah, that, that, I mean, uh, w- one funny thing that I will say is, you know, is something that's happened more than once for me is that mm-hmm. I've gotten great gigs from being out doing my thing. When when mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. When, some, when some people have seen me do my thing, they've hired me for their thing. Which, yeah, sure. which, when you're doing your thing, is not what's on your mind. But it's <laughs> but obviously, but but it's funny because that that is a dynamic that I've uh, witnessed uh, more than once in in my life. So that that is uh, that's a funny dynamic that I can definitely uh, say that it's worth uh, keeping that in mind when you know as a as a young musician going out there and and trying to build something. Um, but I mean, I did a thing that I've only done I think uh, twice in my life. Uh, I did emails, texted, wrote uh, a few key people every well every person that i thought that i could think of that would be you know connected to the client to 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 session work and uh and and this and this kind of world and i said hey this is where i'm at um this is what i'm trying to do Mm -hmm. i'm willing to you know jump on stuff and uh i i I, i'm in a new chapter with an open book and um or i am an open book and uh and uh and yeah it was it was kind of that that um you know then I um I got offered like a a, a teaching thing at uh, what was called the um it was called Guitar X at the time it was down in Acton um that it went through a, a various names it's now called BIM yeah. really good school so I went down there and uh, met a bunch of musicians uh, many of whom were working you know in, in the industry and and uh, and that 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 opened up some new uh, connections in terms of meeting people and 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 people knowing that uh, hey i was i was on that kind of a uh, kind of vibe and uh, i'm pretty sure that that was part of uh, opening up uh, the territory and then uh, yeah i i you know spoke to bob knight oh yeah know? okay yeah uh, he who, who was at the royal academy uh, before i was there but mm-hmm. um but you know we had common you know friends in common um through the academy i guess and i i i've, I've figured out that he was one of those people that that could make things happen and and connect dots you know so i sure. so uh, he you know he he made some of some of the early things happen as far as uh, i remember uh, i definitely did some 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 gigs with him that had led to other things and in fact i think i yeah i know i in fact i know that he was um he may, uh, put me in contact with Osiris, uh, who was, right. who was, you know, as you remember, this Dutch artist, uh, really great singer, uh, who, who, you know, became a friend, and and um, and I'm actually still in, in touch with him, and uh, and and you know, he went wow. through, he went through some lineup changes to try and, like, you know, get the, get get it get it together, in a way that he was uh, happy about, and and um, and uh, you know, during that, I well, I kind of stayed on as, as the only constant, and then in one of those band incarnations i believe that that's how we met yes that's right that's right i can't remember exactly how long it was i remember maybe like we had a week rehearsal or something like that and um then you guys went off and did a few dates here and there right yeah 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 he had a really great voice though he was dope i remember it i remember really great voice yeah i mean he still has a really great voice and uh, i mean he Mm -hmm. did did uh, i think win you know some dutch talent thing you know er, early on he had an unmistakable you know tool to work with in terms of his voice yeah uh, absolutely absolutely 
but it's interesting like what you said is that i think for a lot of people wondering how they sort of get into getting work and things like that it it really is a combination of things because it's like i think your peers and the people that you're around and you're playing with and doing gigs with and experiment with that's sort of like that's a really important you know um i would say pathway to getting involved in things because everything is word of mouth. You know, so many people kind of pass on comments or information about other people, but also as well, I think by having your own thing and doing your own gigs and getting people to, to those and people seeing you do that, I think that's really positive, you know, because I think the industry has a tendency to, um, Sometimes when you're chasing things too too much, things tend to run away. Do you know what I mean? Whereas at least if you're kind of doing things anyway, it's for, you know, there's just more ways that people can come and see you and check out what you're doing. And I think that um, having all those things in place is really, really important. You know, all the different angles, like like many angles of attack, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. Yeah. So true. man. So true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how soon after you were sort of gigging um, in London, would you say you started getting more... I would say prominent gigs and more sort of higher profile type of shows. It was just a gradual thing, I guess. I mean, one of the first Mm. things I did was uh, Andrea Triana. I don't know if you know her. Oh yeah. I know Andrea. Yeah. yeah, She's great. She's a great singer. And I mean, that was one of the early ones. I mean, and, and, and that was fantastic. I had a great time with her. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it's just a a gradual kind of vibe, you know, a gradual thing, but I mean, actually uh, looking at it, looking back at it, maybe it, maybe it wasn't that much of a build, but also because I'd already build, been in town for, you know, for quite some time. And I, and I actually knew many, many people who, whom had been, you know, in that kind of uh, world for, for quite some time, you know, many of the, of the jazzers from, from the Royal Academy of Music, you know, they choose to, yeah. they choose to go down, you know, the, the, the session, the pop session route. It definitely took, I mean, a few years uh, yeah. before I was, um, at the kind of level where I was, you know, more comfortable. I mean, it's only, I mean, it was 2014. I started with Brian Ferry, which was, um, at a different level than I had had previously, uh, certain, certainly financially, um, in, in terms of like tour, touring and, and, uh, and, and sort of com- comfort wise as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was the kind of gig where I was like, wow, okay, this is, uh, this is, this is how it's done when it's, when, you know, um, well, he's very much a kind of a British icon and legend. Do you know what I mean? So that must have been really kind of enjoyable doing that and kind of yeah. being with somebody like that. Yeah, no, it, it, that was fantastic. And and once again, actually, the connection there was his uh, his, his previous manager who had to helped me with my music and seen me playing my music many times. So uh, mm-hmm. so he um, pulled me into it on, on the strength of really knowing you know what what I do on, on my own. So or or, or on the strength of us knowing each other uh, outside of uh, any of any any of any other stuff, you know, than than, than what. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it was uh, it was interesting like that. But uh, but no, that that gig was uh, was kind of the uh, a, 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 a sort of next level feeling in, uh, for for me when I when I started doing that. And um, and, uh, and how long did you, how long did you do Brian Ferry for? Uh, four years. Yeah. Four, okay. Okay. Four years of of uh you know like ha- half half a year or so on on the road the, the mm-hmm. thing the thing is you know i had actually decided to move to america um before i started with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then I decided, hey, this is a, <laughs> a huge opportunity. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so and, and it was like, you know, I, I mean, I still can't think of many gigs that are more right for what I love and, and, mm -hmm. and where I come from because his music is super diverse and I got to play solo after solo after solo <laughs> which at the end of the day is kind of what i kind of what i love uh, uh, so, so it was just i mean i was it was it was the right thing for me but um but i you know i was actually intending to play that gig for one year and then and then uh move to america uh, at the end of 2014 uh and mm -hmm. and i did move to america at the end of 2014 but they decided that you know that uh, that they were cool with uh, me fl flying back and forth constantly. So, so I did that for three years, you know, and, and kudos to them for, uh, for letting me do that, you know? Sure, sure, sure. And how did you like, so when you finally, I guess, made that move to LA that you were kind of planning on making from young, how did you, um, how did you find that? How did you find the city and just kind of doing music out there? Yeah, I mean it's it's been super uh, super interesting to kind of start uh, all over again in some in some way. I mean, but because I came like I said, I came to town with a with a gig already. Um, right. So I, you know, I did make some moves like, you know, the, many of the people that I met in the industry, I invited them to come see us play, you know, like we played the Hollywood Bowl and we played like mm -hmm. we played, you know, um several times in LA or um and I always invited people to come see me so that, you know, and that sort of helps open some doors, I guess, to the, to the party here, here in LA. And, and yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely made an, made an effort, uh, to, uh, you know, despite sort of ha having a gig, so to speak, you know, I definitely yeah, yeah, made yeah. an effort to go out and, and, uh, and, you know, meet, meet, meeting people and, and, and really getting to know folks. And very early on, I got to know the sort of rock scene and, and, and made some really great friends uh, that are still my friends uh, on, on, on the sort of classic LA rock scene. But it's only in recent years, actually, that I have found more of a scene that is in sync with uh, really what, you know, where I come from as a musician, which is more of the sort of R&B, uh, the kind of scene that has more groove and, and jazz as, as, yeah, yeah. as its roots. And that was through uh, this thing called Jam Card, which I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you may have heard of. Yeah, yeah, of course. Everybody knows Jam Card. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Quincy Jones got behind it and all that sort of stuff. And um, our, our um, uh, you know, Phil Simmons, obviously. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Phil Simmons uh, invited me to that at the very early stages of jam card and, and, uh, and then, um, sort of, uh, didn't, you know, weren't that proactive about it, um, for, for a while, but then, uh, you know, started coming, uh, going to some of the jams and like seeing the, the energy and, and the, the sort of a whole new scene that I hadn't really, uh, been that aware, you know, aware of, or hadn't really found, uh, mm -hmm. I, started, I started to discover that, you know, a couple of years ago and, um, and uh, man, that was super exciting. So, uh, so yeah, it's really like yeah. I started hearing about Jam Chord a few years ago, um, and it's great. I mean, obviously, it seems to have grown. Um, it seems to have become more of a resource for people, but mm -hmm. also there's lots of people doing it and going to them. Um, I just wish that they would actually um, have it in the UK and kind of open it out a bit now, actually, because I think it's still very much a US based thing. Yeah, well, I, I have invited a few. Uh, I invited Jamil, um, you know, drummer uh, that I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've invited a few people, and um, I, I think they maybe are starting to open it up. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how if 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 people are able to, you know, fully use it the the, the way that, that people in America are. 
I think the thing is, like, I, I've gotten invites, and I've, I, I could have. I think the thing is, is that it's just like I think it's a really good tool, um, also for finding people and connecting with people. And I think the thing is, because it's mainly U.S. based people, if you're trying to do things like that over here or get people from Europe or something like that, it's a bit. I don't think it's kind of set up for that yet. I think it's still very much U.S. based, but I think it's fantastic, and I'm sure that'll kind of happen um, in time. But I love what you said about how when you turned up in LA, you had a gig, but that that you were actually inviting people to the gig to come and check you out and getting people to see you. I think that's um, a great way of kind of like, I guess not just introducing yourself to people, but also what better way for people to see you than at seeing you at a big stage with a big artist, you know? Um, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I I often get people that sometimes as an MD, they'll kind of like hit me up like after they've played the O2 or after they've been at Wembley or after they've done some great gig. And they'll say to me like, hey, coach, just letting you know, I just finished this tour with so-and-so. I just finished doing this. And I'm like, why didn't you get me to the fucking show? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why did you... That would have been the best way for me to kind of see you and vibe with you and get to know you. Like us just having a coffee on Oxford Street is just not the same, you know? So um, I think that's great advice. And I, th I think that's a good kind of point to kind of, um, to kind of put out there to people. Just like if you're doing good things and there's people you think, you know, can be helpful, just get them down. It can seem it sound a little cal calculating or, or whatever, but but uh, you know it's a win win situation because it's like you know you're basically offering people to come and enjoy a, a, a gig, you know, uh, which is probably going to be you know uh, entertaining, and uh, <laughs> and at the same yeah, time uh, you, you, you get to see that that you you know some some of what you do. So yeah, absolutely, and I think it's, there's nothing wrong with being sort of calculating. Sometimes I think I think. For people that are wanting to do the session thing, there is sort of like an element of it that's always going to be calculating. But I think that you want to make the right calculations. Do you know what I mean? You want you want to make the right kind of things to do it. And I think that um, outside of that, you can just kind of spin forever going in circles sometimes. So um, how do you, again, I guess it must have been a big culture shock for you again, or did you just slide right into LA lifestyle? Uh, well, I mean, given that I spent the first three years being on tour, like, you know, uh, <laughs> sometimes more, more than half the year, uh, it was right. definitely, a, it was a slow slide cause I already had, or cause I always had, you know, um, sort of one leg out of town on tour, you know? Um, so, mm -hmm. so it's, it's really more in, you know, the last couple of years I've been, um, here more, more, more so than the, than the three, um, first years. And, um, and yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic, you know, it's, uh, to, 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 to get to know people and, and to really morph a little more into the, 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 the scenes and, and, and discover, like I said, this, uh, this, this scene as well that I'm, I'm still really, you know, discovering, um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy, I have to be honest, you know, um, there, you know, there's, there's part of what it is to be a musician in in america or, or here in la uh certainly that are exactly what i was hoping for mm -hmm. if, if that mm -hmm. makes sense you know like i i actually really am enjoying the the vibe you know people are very um i mean it's a two obviously it's it's two the, the coin has two sides you know people can be very upfront and like look at me and like a uh, very um super <laughs> superficial and and uh and kind of in your face with their own agenda uh that, yeah, that yeah. that's 
that's the bad side. But the good side is that people are very, you know, involved in uh, involved in in each other. And like, uh, you know, you go to I, I go to these parties sometimes. Like one of my friends has a, a great studio, and he has these. Uh, obviously, doesn't have he's not having any parties right now, but he <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, but he uh, uh, very often has like, a, for example, he has like a yearly Big Lebowski party where everybody uh, comes and, and uh, sometimes people dress up, but um, Big Lebowski goes on and shows in one of the rooms and people just hang out and like really, you know, really uh, large parts of the um, of the L.A. kind of especially the rock scene uh, show up to those parties. And uh, I've met <laughs> of, lots of people through that. But um it's like you're in a film, you know, there's these people that, you know, they play with like huge artists and they're standing there in the middle of the room. Everybody, somebody starts playing, everybody starts jamming and people are like, you know, jamming and, and very, people are very, uh, I mean, that's a positive way of looking at it, but giving with their talent. People, uh, pe- people will, will start playing anytime, anywhere and, uh, and join in and be like, and, and really flaunt their, uh, you know, show off their, their skills and, 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 but, but just be very sort of, uh, social with music where you know where i come from you know which obviously is not britain but 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 denmark like you know people can be very um they can they can, they can hold back and be sort of very reserved with their with their art or or, or, whatever, or whatever you want to say you know and and also things like um you know playing in a little like if you're a, a fairly successful musician you know you, you maybe maybe in some cultures, uh, certainly in Denmark, you know, you might think twice about being seen in a certain situation where uh, in America, I've seen countless times, like really great musicians uh, and super successful musicians. Um, you know, that you'll, you'll catch them in some, some bar uh, jamming, you know, on a Thursday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, uh, just doing that thing, like for the, for the, for the love of it. And, and for like, you know, keeping their chops uh, up and, and um, that that sort of approach was um, was quite an inspiring um, to, uh, to 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 see up front, you know, just a, a sort of a, a willingness to really really be in the game at all times of day, you know, just be really sort of uh, really really switched on with with regards to being a musician. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does make sense because it's um, it happens a lot. It's one of those things that it's like you say, like I think in in Europe, I know in the UK, but people can be a little bit more. I, I don't know if the word is reserved, but it's just not something you see as much. Whereas in um, I've I've had that situation when I've been out in L.A. or out in New York or something like that. And you'd be like, oh, shit, he's there. Oh, shit. And he's jumping up and playing. OK. Oh, and she's jumping up and singing. You know, it's, it, it happens a lot. You know what I mean? It and I really think does. That, yeah. It's not that it doesn't happen. I could say in the UK, but it does happen. But there's like maybe one or two spots that it'll happen at. Whereas like in in the States, you could be in any different city and shit like that can happen like quite a lot. And I think that it's just I think it's just a cultural difference, isn't it? I think that the culture is a little bit more open in the way it expresses itself a lot of the time. Maybe it is. Yeah. And and, and here in L.A., I mean, it is one of the thrills of being in L.A. because the con- sort of concentration of musicians is pretty high. Uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of them around. Um, sure. So sometimes you get lucky and you go to stuff where it's like, holy, that guy's there jamming. Okay, cool. And, oh, <laughs> that person's there. So yeah, I know, and, and I do find that inspiring. You know, it's sort of uh, the child in me. Uh, you know, to, to seeing you know uh, and, and experiencing the joy of music like that. It's it's always good. Sure. So you put out an, um, a record yourself a few years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I put out a sort of uh, a, a, quite a, a geeky sort of guitar mm-hmm. uh, um, situation that I've been um, working on. You know, just f- with people that I that I've you know 
worked with and 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 been on the road with and just you know made it over over time just to like I said you know I, I can never I can't figure out how to stop making things even when I'm you know out uh, on the road and, and and all that sort of stuff so uh, no it sounded it's a great record actually I was listening to it um, over the past couple of days and um, I was quite interested in how you kind of um, how you put it together because it's very live sounding lots of different instrumentalists and whatnot like where did you record it and how did you kind of pull that together uh well it was like a you know uh, many different um scenarios coming together over time but yeah i uh, part of the drum tracks are like um dave de rose um you know dave de rose i don't know uh, him personally but i've heard uh, of him right right yeah he played with yeah. maloko and uh various people but um he's uh fantastic drummer and then we worked with this uh, american singer called valerie june mm-hmm. um a fantastic like uh roots kind of singer uh and mm-hmm. and uh and yeah so you know i i, I got him to play a, a ton of drums that i pretty much uh carried around with me and i've also caught caught like lo- i've caught loads of tracks out of those ja- those tracks actually uh, i've used them for jam tracks uh, you know right. i made i made these kind of jam tracks that go out on on the internet which is um which have become very popular over time, and and, uh, and so I've, I've used those drum sessions for so many things. But uh, that was right. that was uh, that was one of the things. And then just you know, people I was working with like Guy Pratt, uh, who, who you know played with Brian Ferry 2014, and and, and mm-hmm. plays with David Gilmour, Pink Floyd, you know, all, all that stuff. And he wanted me to play on some stuff with I think it was was it, was it Misha, is it Misha Paris or Mika Paris? Yeah, Misha Paris. Misha yeah, Paris yeah. yeah, he wanted me to play on something with her, and 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 so I got him to play on my thing, mm-hmm. uh, in 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 uh, in exchange, and uh, you know, just over time, I just <laughs> gathered these little uh, moments, and uh, and yeah, so that that was that was that. That's great, man. And did you did you mix it yourself? Did you get an engineer to mix it? Did you put it out on your own label? Like, how did all of that happen? Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a, I got uh, an engineer to mix it. Uh, actually, Guy Guy Pretz, uh works with this uh, guy that um, uh, James, uh, who lives in in Brighton, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he was actually the, the mix engineer on it. He he did a he did a cool job, and yeah, uh, and, yeah. yeah and then I, I actually put it out with like a, a quite a geeky sort of uh, American. Um, guitar label uh uh-huh. so because i knew what it was i mean it was really more of a guitar calling card than anything else and um sure sure yeah so but but yeah that's um that's it but it's good it's good to have those kind of things though. i feel like sometimes it's just good to have things if possible in the market because everything acts as like a flyer for who you are and what you do which yes. is um which is important for well, people to know. I mean, that's why I felt like I had to put that out there as well, you know, um, because I also I know I've said the the word nerd many times, but I, I, I <laughs> but I you know <laughs> I, I really am at heart a, a guitar nerd, and it it is what has facilitated you know much of my career the the the, the ability to you know to do a lot of things on the guitar and and um, and I just I'd never really put that down you know and and really like leaned into that and like put put something out that's really just uh you know um a sort of diary showing some of uh some of the 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 weird uh shit that i've come up with over over, <laughs> over, over time you know i just uh i thought i gotta put this down so that i just can feel good that something like that is out there in the world so i just wanted to put it out really for that you and know? that was 
and that's trigger right yeah that's trigger yeah 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 so fantastic i mean yeah and so tell me about these jam tracks that you've been doing and that you've been putting out on the internet like how did that come about and you know yeah thanks um I mean, that, that's it's it's just uh, like I was saying, you know, when I was a child, I sat and, and recorded like these tracks where to, you know, in order to kind of learn the scales and stuff like that. And I, I recorded mm-hmm. my own jam tracks at that point. And then almost 10 years ago, no, actually 10 years ago, uh, I was in a situation where, or not quite 10 years ago, anyways, a long time ago, I was in a situation yeah. where um, it's felt like um it would be of service to uh some of the people that I came into uh I mean some of the students that I came into contact with uh at music school that I mentioned in in, in Acton in London and mm-hmm. I, I was like uh hey let me put up some tracks that you guys can practice these things for because I used to do that for myself when I was a, you know literally a child and I thought um, let me put them on YouTube you know and then as I did that uh I I put some stuff up that really nobody else had put up and then they became pretty popular uh not like virally so but they became uh pretty popular uh pretty quickly and i was like oh maybe <laughs> maybe maybe there is like other people not just the people in acting that are going to benefit from these uh so and then i started doing that and then and that was also the same time that i started touring so i just i just basically started this thing where i created these jam tracks and 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 I got obviously it was like extremely crude at first like the music mm-hmm. the music the video because i play like a solo in the beginning of the jam track for most of them and like you know the the video the the music everything was super crude i mean i was learning on the on the job so much but but over George. over time you know i've become a let's say a bit better at at at, at uh, making it sound good and uh and and look good and, and all that sort of stuff um so i i just started doing that whenever i was you know even touring you know it became instead of sitting reading a book or you know uh whatever you, whatever you want to be doing on tour you know i would just get into this uh thing of uh of 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 making making music and putting out music so i've put out you know an an enormous amount of tracks uh, on on youtube that people jam to all over the world and like i said some some of the stuff i put out didn't really exist out there so that sort of helped me gain a little bit of an audience and um we crossed like 100 million views uh, a few months ago so it's so it's it's Man. it's become a thing, you know, and I call it the jam fam, you know. So and, <laughs> and I'm I'm super grateful for it because it's just it's only it's just built on passion, you know, passion for music and and uh, and uh, and and my own sort of nerdy approach to to digging into music and uh, and the fact that it's found an audience to the extent that it has it's just. Uh, made me super grateful you know yeah that is phenomenal man that really is that's outrageous and it um and so i just so i'm clear on it too so that the format of these is basically just music with a lot of space for people to kind of play along to and jam to right yeah i mean the uh, i mean I, I experiment and currently i'm experimenting with various things but i mean the, the thing that is uh that is popular and the thing that has enabled me to do it you know to have the kind of success i have on youtube uh is the thing that I do, which is basically me playing uh, like a, a short solo uh, in front of a mm-hmm. track, and and then mm-hmm. leaving the space, uh, say like maybe ten minutes or five minutes or sometimes longer, um, of, of a, a track which doesn't have a lead line. So you know, so right. a guitar is doing it. 
doing it, but it's also singers and saxophone players. And, you know, I also actually my first drum track uh, to hit uh, just I had the first million view drum track uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, actually. Because I, I, you wow. know, so, so then I started pulling the drums out of some of my tracks and putting them up. And then drummers have started using those. And uh, I pulled the, 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 the bass out of a bunch of my tracks and, you know, had like bassless tracks out there, which uh, a ton of bass players are jamming on every day now. So, right. Right. Um, so it's it's a it's a growing community like that and uh and uh yeah that's it you know i think that's great i think that because so many people these days are kind of have their own setups and they have their own kind of space and i think that people don't get together and jam as, together as much as people used to you know what i mean not just in lockdown times but i think <laughs> in general it's not something people do as much of so i think that that's probably why there's such an attraction to that because it's great to have music that's made in a format for people to just to just jam just to experiment for i guess practice purposes but also educational purposes and all of that that's fantastic thanks man yeah, yeah no it's, yeah. it's there for you know i've put out stuff that's you know like you know bl- just blues for the for the for the feel of it and more as a sort of holistic approach to music where you know people can feel good through music but but i also have the other side of it you know like just ridiculously you know uh specific tracks like built on like you know stupid modes that nobody ever uses Uh, (laughs) but but but, you know if you want to practice your uh you know locrian um whatever scale uh there's a track there's a track for there that you can uh dive into so it's like i just yeah want, wanted to kind of fill fill that space out there because because uh, it's because it's fun i think it's needed too you know i noticed on your site you've got lots of really kind of informative informative and helpful stuff as well you even have like tabs and things like that up there right yeah so i mean i, I never intended for the like the this to become as much of a business as it has become, but like, you know, um, uh, I mean, it's an old truth that people want tabs and, and sheet music for, for something when they like what they hear, what they're hearing. Yes. But, uh, but, but that, but that has, that has actually become like, you know, uh, like a, a really big thing for me that, that I, I put like my, I have a guy transcribing my solos that I do in front of these tracks. And then, uh, put, I, I put those behind a paywall and, uh, that is, uh, currently um on on its way to becoming my my biggest source of of sort of regular monthly income because uh, people wow people are willing to you know to pay a little bit of money to get access to a whole lot of information and 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 the sort of bank of information is growing constantly because i'm making loads of of tabs and stuff like that so uh so that's a my, my whole my little sort of side uh side gig that's great though that's great and you're covering lots of different genres and things like that too i notice all the tracks are really different which i think is probably really helpful for people yeah i mean it's just like i said it's passion led man and and i come from like we established at the very front i come from a lot of shit so (laughs) so uh you know i kind of allow you allow myself to you know i have blues weeks up there or i have jazz weeks or i have uh i'm digging into lo-fi hip-hop a a lot at the moment because i've been Uh creating some some stuff like that uh on 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 spotify and and like uh felt that 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 uh well I, I mean i've always been a huge fan of hip-hop and uh and and it's actually it's a, it's a i kind of like that genre the, the lo-fi hip-hop genre because it enables me to sort of uh be jazzy and uh and, and do and 
and bring both blues and jazz into a, a format which uh, actually has an audience. Uh, you know, the lo-fi hip hop scene is it's, yeah. it's getting kind of old, but it's uh, but it's still very vibrant. No, that's nice, man. That's that's really. But I think that it's good to um, when you have all these different things that you can do. I think it's great to just put them in a format that people can use and people can access and people can just check out you know i think it's better having them in a place and having them accessible as opposed to just you know in your head <laughs> do you know what i mean i think that i think that's the most important thing you know yeah 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 no i i, I couldn't agree more i mean the, but yeah that's just life in a nutshell it's you know only actions matter you know anything yeah. that it's only what you actually do that has a has an effect on on your life and other people's life so uh, you know i the, the 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 other side of that coin is that i have a so much stuff out in the world that i am mm-hmm. in no way proud of you know there's a, <laughs> there's so much stuff out there that i'm like oh man i oh, what, what you know but i see it being of service to certain people and i'm like oh, well then get over yourself and and leave it you know uh so I have to I have to live with the fact that there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm not proud of and that looks confusing. Also, if you come into my world, you can come at it, come into it from so many kind of angles and be a little confused, probably. And uh, and 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 you know that's sometimes not a good thing. But on the other hand, I'm just I'm working from the from what you were just saying from the uh, from the from the mo that you know it it. It's like it's about what you what's out there and, and and not what's in your head, you know. So I just I my mantra for years has been, you know, only action matters. So I absolutely and I think it's far better to like I think sometimes in this day and age it's very easy to be over precious about things, you know. Um, I think about that sometimes with even just music and artists that I listen to. It's like, you know. <sighs> Just put, just make music and put it out. You know, this whole thing where everybody's so, so precious. I think it's good to be precious a bit. But when you're sort of like having a situation where maybe people in their 20s, they put out like two or three albums and you think to yourself, like, there's so much more. I'm sure that you have more that you want to do and would like to share. And I think that there's something for just kind of doing things and getting them out there and just keeping it moving and on to the next. Because I think that a lot of the music that a lot of us grew up on and were kind of initially interested in that's what people did they put out lots of music and it wasn't always perfect and you know then they did something else you know yeah <laughs> i think that you know i think that's a great way to approach music in general these days especially now when there's less of less barriers to entry i mean like you can make such good quality music just at home yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's, you know. It's, it's true yeah but yeah that, there i saw somebody just recently um sort of uh summarize a little bit of uh, like how the the younger generation are very very caught up in like doing like instagram videos of like you know uh, 15 seconds of like total perfection and just doing these little little snippets of utter perfection um in, in their sort of you know in in, in what comes out and uh, you know uh, on, online and and um and yeah we we're definitely kind of caught up in in, in this whole perfection kind of situation where but part, also as well though sometimes i think that that kind of mentality like you know an instagram clip isn't actually it's not a body it's not a piece of work you know i've had situations where people have sent me clips and then they've sent me i've seen the longer version and the clip is right. cool but the longer version is really whack do you know what i mean <laughs> and i think that it's like right. i think that there's more of an art to kind of putting together a whole body of work you know i think that that's a lot that takes a lot more in terms of like dedication, time and focus and just, you know, it's like an A to Z thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
it's cool mm. to go from A to C sometimes or A to E, but you know, I think it's you get a lot more out of going A to Z. Um, and I think that that um, overall, you kind of you you grow from that process as well. It's a different thing, like when you have to actually, like I said, like finish something, mix it properly, bring it to market, get all the all. It's just a totally d- different level, in my opinion. You know, absolutely, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, yeah. So with regards to everything that you're doing, what's the best way for people to kind of get in contact with you? Is, your, is it your website? Is it your Instagram? Um, if you want to get these jam tracks, that was the best way for people to kind of catch up with you. Yeah, I mean, my, my website, quizarama.com, uh, mm-hmm. is, is, is one way. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm on, I look at, inst- you know, Instagram, I'm, uh, I try and stay somewhat active on there. Uh, and you have a YouTube channel as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, my YouTube is uh, Quist TV uh, is, is the, the URL for that. And uh, I mean, you can search for Quist. You're gonna you're gonna find me. Quist, man, it has been fantastic talking to you, man. Um, so interesting to hear all that stuff about you. And good luck with everything you're doing in the future. Um, I think you know people can check out you check you out on your website, on your YouTube channel, on your Instagram. They want to get the jam tracks. I'm sure all that stuff is there. They can look into everything that you're doing. And um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on and sharing your journey with us. And um, let's catch up again soon. Man, I really appreciate you, Kojo. All right, man. Listen, take it easy. All right, you too, man. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. From Denmark to LA, we really want to try and cover as much ground as we can. As we get into the latter stages of Series 1, we ask that you continue to like, follow, subscribe, share, and check out as many episodes as you can. Up next... We have the force of nature that is Hannah V, formerly keyboard player for Rihanna, amongst many others. Currently, solo artist, producer, songwriter, entrepreneur. We jump on a call, and she breaks down how she pieces it all together. Be sure to check it out. Deuces. Deuces.